are you gonna get Evolve? I don't know. I I, I do want to get it. I think I'm gonna wait two months to when it gets twenty dollars. No, don't wait because I already got it. And I need someone to play with. <laughs> well, you need three two other people then. Still, uh-huh. you can still. Or speed. it's five players, isn't it? It's four against one. Yeah. Yeah. So you need still three other people. No, I don't care if uh, who the monster is. Well. People will be playing. Joey, if it's good, if it's good, people will still be playing in two months. It's not going to be cheaper. Yeah, it will be. In two months? Yeah, it'll Come drop on. to twenty dollars in two no, or three it months. No, won't. Yeah, oh, for sure it will. All right. Everything it, on PlayStation drops after two or three months to twenty dollars. It's February fifteenth. Okay, three months from now. Three? I said two or three. No, two. So if we're making a a, a, a hard and fast, then it's three months when it drops to. 20 bucks. Just get in and play with me. <laughs> There's no point. Why? It's gonna be just as good in three months. I have so many other games. What's the Everyone point? Everyone else is gonna be so good by then. Yeah, but they're already so good. Yeah, but... They've been playing it for two weeks already. They're gonna kick our ass. the zeitgeist. Did you get it for PS4 or yeah. PC? Okay, PS4. that's what I was gonna get for PS4. Yeah, let's get it. Yeah, yeah. I'll get it in three months. No! <laughs> that's your fault for buying it now. Uh, when you well, can't play it anyways. Uh, uh, I love I love Turtle Rock. Yeah, Left 4 Dead is like one of my favorite things ever. I know. I love Left 4 Dead also too. I love. Ah. Which one do you mean? Uh, As well, I don't even know. I love both of them. Yeah, they're both really good. Did they add the old maps back into Left 4 Dead? Yeah, DLC. Oh, okay. You mean Left 4 Dead 2? Do they add that? Left 4 Dead 1 maps into 2 with the 2 yes. stuff. Yeah, yeah. That's uh, DLC. God, those, that game was so good. Yeah, all the DLC was great, too. Yeah, I played a handful of them. And they had a couple really awesome ones, because I bought it on PC as well, because people were making full campaigns that were like just yeah, as Because you can buy it from Steam for like... For a song, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> two bucks. All right, cool. Well, I guess we're already talking about video games. Want to talk about more video games? Yeah, what a weird well, thing for us to be talking about, <laughs> not on the podcast. <laughs> do you want to... Do you want to... Um, That's funny. Last or two weeks ago, we were hanging out. Matt was around, and we were still talking about video games. And he's like, oh, am I listening to a live version of Waz? <laughs> is this live like, Waz right this now? This is what we talk about, video <laughs> games. <laughs> All The only difference is we turn a microphone on. Yeah, and play soundtrack music behind us, though. Sometimes that's not even exclusive uh, to yeah, the... That's right. Well, you know, it's in post as well. There's no soundtrack going on right now, but by the time you hear it at home, dear listeners, there's soundtrack behind us. Let's talk about video games. All right. I guess we have to. All right. Uh, this is Waz number 12. I'm Joey. Is it number 12? For sure. I counted this time. Okay. Hey, I'm Ari. Um, I guess we should talk about giving away our Sonic game. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, uh... <clears throat> so I, I you but know... But this episode will come out, like, six months he'll after? Have, yeah, he'll have had it a while. Okay. But, you know, let's at least talk about it. Yeah. Um, one moment... Fill the air. <laughs> it's the only thing I didn't have fucking ready. Yeah. I, I literally have, because Joey finished his podcast studio, um, which is awesome. Do you, do you have a name yet for this place? Like, you know how this mod cast has like this mod castle? Oh, no, I like, don't. I didn't know that. You need a you need a name for your studio now, I think. Like, How yeah. about the naked pit? Ugh. No, I don't want to record in the naked pit. <laughs> Plus, you already literally have a pit at your house where your hot tub used to be that's full of a naked bird. A dead bird? You mean? Well, it's dead, but it's naked. So that's naked, more naked. Naked and pit, dead are man. the same thing, at least in the videos I watch. <laughs> yeah, the stuff I jerk off to. Yeah. Um, well, put a pin on that. Speaking of the Something dead bird in about. the pit, I um, 
I, I was moving stuff out in the shed yesterday. Yeah. And this is the first dead the, thing the I've dead, actually the seen. The naked birds in the whacking off shed. <laughs> yeah, in the in the jerk off shed. It's the first dead thing I've seen in real life that had flies and maggots on it. Oof. <laughs> so I just poured a bunch of sawdust on it to try and cover it up. <laughs> An honorable death. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it there. That's where that lives now. <laughs> It'll be good fertilizer, I guess. Uh, okay. So. So the contest again. Was to explain was to, to explain. me why Sonic isn't garbage. And believe it or not, this is as, as good as it gets. Past Sonic uh, Adventure 2. <laughs> well, no. Including. <laughs> um, this is from James Guile, who won a copy of the Sonic Mario Kart ripoff game. Congratulations to yeah. you, James. Um, hey, guys, I've come to tell you a few reasons that uh, that Sonic Post Adventure 2 is tolerable. Which was in the contest, but I like his initiative. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he couldn't know because what we asked was impossible. Right. Sonic Heroes, most of the GBA games, Sonic Generations, and the meme of Sanic. Okay, those are his reasons why. And I actually had to look up Sanic because I had not yeah, even same, heard of this same before. Here. <laughs> Uh, I love Sonic as a kid, mostly because of the adventure series, which is weird to hear him say that, because Sonic, when I was a kid, was the Genesis stuff. That's true. Yeah. Think, maybe. But it shows the adventure series is lovable, as I tried to But do you for. have any soft spot for the old Genesis stuff still? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sonic 2, I think I, I played the most. Here's the best thing Sonic ever did. And Especially I, the first like three levels of Sonic 2, because I would then restart and play it, because you couldn't save. <laughs> me new, me new, me new, me new. Yeah. Um, the Knuckles cartridge was the coolest thing I have ever seen, where they allowed you to play Knuckles in previous games by plugging in an old game into the Sonic. Oh, I never cartridge. had that. I, never I, I rented that. it from a video store once. Okay. But you can, you know how Knuckles has a glide and then he, if he hits a wall, he can climb up the wall. Yeah. Um, you could do that in the oh, first so you one. you could like jump on those loops and just climb them yeah. and then get the boxes on top. It would sprite to swap. Actually... It would sprite swap Sonic and Knuckles and you could pick Knuckles in Sonic 1. That's a great way of reliving or to adding life to old games. Yeah, that's it was fucking crazy. But um, that sounds like the type of thing that like I could never justify the expense to my mom. Like I can play my old games, and she'd be like, "Well, why don't you just play the the old games?" Well, I mean, like, Sonic and Knuckles was a new Sonic game that just had like another <laughs> slot on the top. Oh, it was just you could plug the old games in yeah. as an extra bonus. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome as an extra because that sounds like something they could have sold if Sonic was what I mean if Sega was what it is now then. They would have charged you. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, and the rest of his email. I love Sonic as a kid, most because of the adventure series, but like my, most, my interest had faded until the invention of Sanic. I think I'm saying that right. Yeah, for In sure. In my high school, it's blown up into a normal part of everyday lingo. I can just look at one of my friends and say, gotta go fast, and we'll start bursting out into laughter. Gotta go fast. Sonic isn't dead. He's just in hospice care. Uh, so, James, congrats. You get your your Sonic racer, Sanic is funny I, I don't know. yeah i liked it yeah, yeah. He's, he's, he's weird <laughs> it, looking it's very reminiscent of mr chief which is my favorite video game meme. <laughs> which i didn't even know about until we were looking at it last time oh i love mr uh, chief and one more quick follow-up uh james also got the copy copy of gravity badgers so james is just raking it in yeah he you guys got to get quicker than james quicker than you james. gotta be as soon as it comes up james is on the case so james again for review of a game i picked up from episode seven 
Gravity Badgers, the very second it starts, it assaults you with their overly excited theme song. I had the volume on low, and I still had to turn it down to save my ears. After having my eardrums burst, I started the game. The game starts with a dramatic depiction of anthropomorphic badgers being sucked into a black hole as they screamed, <laughs> which sounds awesome. <laughs> I was a bit taken aback, but as I started to finish cutting... I like that he was taken aback, like, what? Uh, what is this experience? Well, I never... <laughs> But as fast as it started, I was thrown into the main... Oh, wait, sorry. Is this, but as fast as it started, uh, I finished cutting to... Start. It finished cutting to an old badger and a young badger floating in space. They blurt out exposition for a few minutes, and you're thrown into the main part of the game. This game is Angry Birds in Space, which they have Angry Birds in Space. Uh, down to the post-level overlay, this game is Angry Birds in Space, and not even a good version. The difficulty so. of levels go from holding your hand to pixel-perfect clicking. This isn't worth the $5 they are asking for it. Thanks for the chance to write in again, James. <laughs> Thanks, James. That's a great review. Yeah, well, you know, hopefully the Son Sonic All-Star Racing... Uh, I forget what the name of yeah, it was. Along, is yeah. better. But the uh, twenty dollars Sonic game. Yeah, <laughs> must go fast. Um, so, yep. So Thanks yeah, for for following up and writing in again. Yeah, we, uh, awesome. we appreciate that. Uh, any any other pre-show stuff you want to talk about? Like when you're going to buy Valve? <laughs> well, it's not an indie game, so I don't know if we should talk about well, it. Well, you know, this is just like the 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 banter before the show begins. Oh, of how I think that it's not worth buying games on PS4 until three months later when they're twenty dollars. Yeah, that which I think you should because you'd have so much fun with it now. But I'm gonna. So if the game's good, it'll be good, and people will be playing it in three months. And if it sucks, then I'll have dodged a bullet. It I, won't be like Brink or I something. I hear you, but. Left 4 Dead does not did not last very long, and that game is excellent. But people are still to this day playing the first Left 4 Dead, let alone even though there's a sequel and a ton of DLC. Like, it's not going to go away. I'll, okay. I'll be totally fine. Okay. And Evolve could suck. The game, the 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 idea is awesome, and the studio is awesome. But I don't think it'll suck. I don't think so either. But it could. It could, but I don't think it will because like, I've already played the tutorial. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think it'll suck. <laughs> Uh, that's as much as I played of it, though. Was like the you play as the monster first, and they tell you how to do everything, and then is it online only? The tutorial wasn't. The reason I only did the tutorial was because I was downloading the a big oh. necessary patch or whatever. It was like three gigs, so I didn't even get to play it online. <laughs> I'm sure it's awesome. <laughs> oh man! Do you want to talk about the other email we got? Which is. We got, um, I can't remember what his name is, but it was about, it was a follow-up on a uh, 20 minute or less that I talked about uh, last episode. Oh, why isn't it not, not in here then? Maybe it's on the sheets. Oh, okay. Let me look. Um, yeah, we use sheets, man. Google. In the sheets. Prod product works, works well. <laughs> well, anyways, I can talk about it, but I just don't remember the guy's name, so I, I figured you should pull it up. But yeah, usually it forwards it to me, so I thought. We'd... Anyways, this was the uh, perfect twenty minutes or less follow up because Sketch, Sketch Slayer, Sketch Slayer, and uh, I have to say, when I first read this email, this comment, I was just like, "Fuck you, asshole!" <laughs> and I, I was like, "You're hundred percent wrong." And uh, I even, I think, sent you an email that said something to that effect. Did you really? I think I did. And I was like, <laughs> fuck this guy. Like, what a dick. So anyways, he wrote... Oh, but then I came around. And I'll explain it. So he wrote... You shouldn't assault our writer-ins. 
If you like, if you, they disagree with you about twenty minutes or less, no, that was just my visceral reaction at first. Oh, it, okay. it it wasn't justified. I can't say that uh, this this was a great comment, but he okay. wrote uh, most of the first broken sword, if not all, you play as a guy. The chick was just around most of the game, which is kind of a shitty way to say that. Okay, first <laughs> off, but he said it was just around you most of the game. Yeah, yeah, which which. When I read that, I was like, are you fucking kidding me? I played this game for a while, and you are the chick for a lot of it. But I was like, <laughs> you know what? I'm going to shove this right in this guy's stupid face. And I went online to, like, a game fact or mm-hmm. a walkthrough. And I looked at the game. There's 15 different chapters within the first Broken Sword. And I was going to count, like, all the ones that the uh, girl the- <laughs> and ones that you're the guy... And uh, just as background, like I explained in the last one, how the the girl is like this kind of shitty character. The guy is also a shitty character. Just <laughs> okay, to, so it doesn't this, matter then. He's this blonde guy who's kind of adult who's like in- investigating stuff too. Um, he's not even a journalist, uh, but he gets sucked in through the girl. And anyways, he okay. has he has w- adventures too. But oh, adventures. Yeah, and they're intertwined. So um, I knew that the guy wasn't it because you do switch to him. But then you switch back to the girl, okay. and then you play the girl. So here's the order of the the first few chapters: is chapter one, girl; chapter two, girl; <laughs> chapter three, guy; chapter four, girl. So I'm sitting there, and these chapters are not super short. Like, yeah, they still take at least a half hour, twenty minutes, I think. Okay, if I remember correctly. So that's already like you know two hours of the game. We're out of the first four chapters. You play as the guy once. Okay, <laughs> and um, but. But to Sketch Slayer's credit, after four, then five is the guy, and six is the guy, and then seven is the girl, and then the rest of the game is played as the guy. Okay. <laughs> but this is why I think it's a perfect comeback or like a perfect email for discussion. Yeah. Is because this is exactly, this was a 20 minute or less game. Okay. You know, so. Even in the name, if I played just 20 minutes, that would be the first chapter, maybe the second. All I would have seen is a girl. I happen to play this for the first four or five chapters, which they're all the girl except for like one. Okay. (laughs) So I didn't even know that the rest of the game was the guy. But what I would want to know, Sketch Slayer... So I, I do appreciate the comment. I think that's perfect to let people know about this he, game. He still hates you. He still hates, but that's fine. But what he did No, I'm talking about you. You still oh, hate. Oh, I still Yeah, I still don't like the guy. I mean, <laughs> I the girl is is slightly more annoying, but the guy also is not a, an exciting character, but um, what I would want to know Sketch Slayer since you did play this, it seems is uh if you liked it, if you think I should go on to play <laughs> the rest of the game as the Since guy. Since he obviously or, knew. Yeah, like, hmm. did, was this just a correction or was this like defending a game that you actually liked and think it should be outside of 20 minutes or less? I think there's nothing more satisfying than telling something someone they're wrong <laughs> they're about wrong. a video game thing. Yeah. But in this situation... As the internet has proved over and over again. Yeah, anonymous trolling is always <laughs> the sweetest victory. Yeah. But in this case, it was just, this is a 20-minute or less game. The first 20 minutes or the first hour and a half, you're playing pretty much as a girl. So I appreciate you letting everyone know that it's not, but next time let us know also. <laughs> if you it's know, worth playing. If it's worth going beyond that and playing as a guy and... You know what the deal is. So thanks for writing in Sketch Slayer, but you know. <laughs> but eat a dick, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, send us a little more. Yeah. Put put a little more into that form. Yeah. <laughs> Let's talk about some twenty minutes or less now. Twenty minutes or less. 
All right. I got a couple this Segway. time. All right. Why don't you start? Okay. Um, did I talk about Aquaria? Do you, it, I know not a lot, I, but I, I, I mean not a lot, but just twenty minutes or less games that we only play for twenty minutes for various reasons. Yes, good or bad. Well, good or bad. Uh, Aquaria. Did I talk about that? No, oh, pretty, you okay. haven't talked about Aquaria. So I installed Aquaria that I have had on my system for a long time, and then I never touched it. Aquaria was the guy uh, was Derek Yu's first big oh. game. Uh, and he, Spelunky fame. Yeah, and he also did a lot of the artwork. I don't know if he was the lead designer on it, but you can definitely tell at a glance that this is his artwork. Yeah. Um, Aquaria is like a Metroid-y um, exploration game where you're this like fish lady, and it's all underwater. Like a mermaid? Kind, not a mermaid. Oh, wait, but... is the fish part the front and the lady part is the back? <laughs> no, she's got like webbed feet. So you're underwater oh, and so you've got she's legs. like the the blue chick from Zelda. The oh yeah, like a Zora. Zora, that's yeah, it. yeah. Um, but no, it's it's an underwater exploration thing that. So she still has human lady parts, though, is what you're saying? Yeah. All right, <laughs> <laughs> go on. Gross. I have a mental image. Now. Here's a picture of her. Not Naja. 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 That's a gross name. Oh, it, it's with a J. Naja. I think. But you're. It's underwater exploration, and you. Are like uh, oh, there's her as My Little Pony. Great. <clears throat> um, <laughs> the internet. <laughs> you collect like songs that out. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like you pull up a wheel, like one of those uh, weapon select wheels. That's different songs or things that radiate. For yeah, you. do you see the cosplay where the woman actually has the wheel in real life? No. Oh if my god! If you go Google image search Aquarian Nigia. Which is N A I J A. <laughs> That's pretty cool. A <laughs> woman has a cosplay where she is that thing and built like a hula hoop around her that has different icons that are the wheel that you're describing. Yeah, we'll post that on the uh, on the Twitter on the Twitter. Yeah, okay. Wazpod at or at Wazpod. Yeah, <laughs> go go back through our Twitter post a couple months because yeah. No, we'll we're we're gonna try there. and post more often, so maybe this yeah. won't be too bad. But yeah, it's you collect songs, and I just was so fucking bored because it's it's one of those things where you're there's stuff that wants to hurt you. You don't really have an active way to fight them. You just have to use what little stuff you have as you go. Like your song will allow you to swim faster, so you can uh-huh. get away from stuff, or it allows you to be more invisible. So it's not like you're um, going at stuff. It's more. Uh, Is it a stealth game? No, it, I don't know what it is. It just, I didn't love the art style. I didn't love the setting. Um, and the art style, again, is Derek Yu, but it's before he really honed in on it. So it was just like this um, underwater, everything's kind of like that teal blue. And Is there animations or cutscenes? I think they were silent. I don't remember. So okay. I'm not going to say because I don't want to okay. get corrected. Um, but I don't know. I just didn't have a great first impression like it starts kind of slow so it sounds like it's just fine yeah it's just fine i mean if you're into an echo the dolphin-esque type of under if you're a big seaman fan <laughs> if you like people with various uh fish parts on their person um did you like echo the dolphin i liked i thought it was awesome to swim around but i didn't really ever play the game yeah because yeah. i thought the animation of it was really good but that was it yeah i find it boring but I I just didn't care about the girl enough, and I didn't... There's something about an underwater game, or at least this type of game, where you can go anywhere in the Axis at any time. Yeah. 
it just doesn't feel that great to me. Like that's why I never really got into Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet. Um, I really I didn't like that game either. I mean, th- that would be a twenty minute or less game for me. It's too. a it's a style substance problem. Yeah. Like I would rather play Symphony of the Night if I'm going to play this type of game. Like it has more crunchy mechanics and is less focused on its atmosphere, its mood, its pacing, its setting, and stuff like that. He um, definitely corrected that by the time he came with Spelunky, and it was like totally like okay, mechanic time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. It's, it's definitely interesting, and if someone... I, I, there's got to be a love for it, because there's a thousand um, fan, fan pictures, arts for it. Yeah. So, if anyone's Maybe played that... Maybe it taps into, like, some 13-year-old girl mindset. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. If anyone's played it, email us, waspod at gmail.com, and let me know uh, if it's worth proceeding, or if it gets better, or whatever, but I just didn't care, so... Uh, I got one. All right. I, I might have talked about this one last time. I don't know. If I did... Try to correct me. Did I talk about Ludwig? Ludwig. It does not sound familiar. Okay, so <laughs> Ludwig, it's keyboard and mouse only. Uh, the narrator. That's not a knock for most people. No, 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 no. And it, that's not a knock. That's just a description. Right. Okay. Yeah. And I, and I, I, yeah. It's but for me, I prefer uh, controller games. Mm-hmm. But it's for kind of uh, games like this where it's about you this, moving apparently. around, um, you know, in three dimensional space. If it's you know an art real-time strategy or okay. a text-based or something like that like i really don't mind right but if it's something where you're moving in three-dimensional space i would prefer to have controller support sure. other than going through x patter or joy to key yeah um so <laughs> this game i could i could only describe it best as a playstation one game okay <laughs> <laughs> because if you look at it that's the quality of uh 3d it's a little better i think it looks kind of neat it's a little bit it looked neat i don't even know when the fuck i got this because i didn't buy it It, this came in a pack for me i say i didn't buy this game so uh the narrator has a bizarre european accent which is a little weird i like european narrators (laughs) it's not like i prefer my narrator to be european it's not like uh like hoity-toity or like uh a fancy British accent or something. It's like oh, it's where they sound line. like Scandinavian or German trying to speak English. <laughs> okay. It's like, well, okay, you uh. go through the, mi-, you know, but yeah. like maybe it's a female's voice, but that's the the kind of thing. And it's um, the. <laughs> it's an again, exciting journey through the world of physics. There's a. Uh, so says our description. It's Rayman like, so you have no arms or legs. Okay. <laughs> you know, you're just a big floating head thing with, with disconnect you know you have feet and you have hands but no arms and no legs and uh there's lots of reading the first 20 minutes i was playing it was just like reading reading load reading <laughs> reading load and it's not a re- i think it's not a text game it's Is a game it? where you run around and you like simple puzzles you know like go over collect the like the parts for this plane so you walk over you jump on a thing you solve maybe a simple puzzle to be able to get on the roof of a. Uh, a building and then on the roof you have a, a a piece and then you go back to the ship you know it's things like that but there's so much tutorial that it's <laughs> like, like for an unnecessary tutorial <laughs> so much i got it like instantly because you've played games like this like most likely but what if you haven't then you don't need it still because it's just not that <laughs> complex like uh, maybe it's supposed to be for little kids uh. but it doesn't even it, it's not far enough into like putt putt land for it to be even 
obvious that it's for little little kids yeah it looks like a real game it's a real game yeah there's, there's charts and there's so much reading <laughs> like so much it's reading not, it's not voiced or anything so no okay so much well, reading we know, like, Ari there's hates narr- reading no there's narrators i don't mind reading but if it's if it's a reading game fine but if it's uh, walking Genre? around solving puzzles reading which we will talk about later and it, it's and then loading and then reading and loading so this this was another 20 minutes less. okay again if people liked it um it was it just came out in june 2014 uh and the reviews are only mixed but if you do like it let us know that i should play it i have a feeling minutes. you won't get a lot of flack yeah, for... that's not a a very controversial one yeah well and i have one now too yeah. i usually don't have a lot of 20 minutes or less because i I tend to only play stuff I really, really like and then just forget that I buy 20 minute or less games. Yeah. But this one is Put a. Put them out of your mind forever. Yeah. This one is place. a strange case because I like this game. I just. It has never been a priority to go back to it since I played my initial pass of it. The art style of this thing is like those old figure drawings. Like from uh, scientific descriptions and yeah, like from those old anatomy books. Anatomy books, and it's almost like a weird tower defense, uh, a freeform tower defense. So you have a creature that is abstractly represented by a bunch of various symbols, like your heart, um, muscles, or lungs, and stuff like that. And they produce blood droplets, which are your currency, uh, where you have these bugs that are trying to kill the heart. Um, you you know morph your organism by adding new parts. Um, this one here's a muscle, and a muscle is required to make this thing work, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, it's really neat. The art style is awesome. I just am not a huge fan of tower defense stuff. It has to be really great for me to really dig into a tower defense. Like, I can think you remember the last one that you trenched? If that counts, it's kind of tower defense. Yeah, um, but usually the ones that I like are the ones where the character has, or the player has a more active role in the tower defense, so trench, you can set up the tower defense, but you're also on the field running around killing people and stuff like but that. Like, uh, did you play, what, Sanctuary? I have not played Sanctuary. Oh, okay, and Sanctuary too. I think those are like that too. Dungeon Defenders, I know, is like that Yeah, as well. Dungeon Defenders. Dungeon Defenders I liked. Yeah, I have That was a good and... multiplayer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a lot of these tower defense games too, I think should be phone games. Like, they're fun if you are have five minutes, you like set something up and let it happen and then turn it off and come back to it later. I am shocked Pro, Pro 4, I'm not sure, I don't even know if I said the name of the game yet. It's Pro Power 23, Pro 4 23. Pro Power 23. Pro 4. Pro 4? I don't know. Uh, this feels like a phone game for real in that to sever some of the ties, you even slash across it with your mouse. Yeah, see, this seems like a much better phone game. It's a, it's definitely a phone mechanic game, um, but I, I don't... Um, I do not not recommend it. I just haven't, you know, played it enough to really see why i would keep coming back to it like once i played it and understood and found out what it was bringing i was like okay that's awesome i'm glad you made it and then i haven't gone back so if anyone's played pro 4 23 let me know um again i like it i just can't justify playing it over some of these other things when i have such a limited amount of time to dig into stuff yeah um you got any more 20 i have a really short one okay i'll talk about in 10 seconds Mm -hmm. uh gun monkeys Oh, okay. The reason it's 20 minutes or less <laughs> yeah, is I because it's it's online only. Nobody plays it. I can't play it. I've tried three or four is different times. Is it literally times. no one is playing it right now? Zero people. Zero. I've three or four times at different times of day, I've logged in to try to 
find people to play with because it does look really fun. It's great. And I have it. Yeah. And I can't, I've not been able to set up a single match. Wow. So that's 20 minutes or less for that reason. <laughs> I, I I can vouch for 20, or 20 monkeys, for gun monkeys. Um, I played it local, though. It actually is a good local game because it's only one-on-one. Yeah. Um, but it's... I remember one that came out because I bought it for like... I don't know. I want to say five bucks or something. And that was, it came out for 10, wasn't selling a lot, dropped it down to five, which is when I bought it. And then they changed it. So $5 got you two copies of it. Smart. Like they kept trying to bring people into it. But since they didn't put any uh, computer control opponent or anything, they were just like, we're fucking drowning here. And they kept trying to bring people back in. And they did their due diligence, I think. And the game is good. I would love to play it. Yeah, well, <laughs> play it local. It's it's pretty fun. Um, but yeah, I, I remember that being a big deal. And there were articles where they were interviewing the guys. And were like, we don't know what to fucking do. <laughs> so the art's solid. Like, maybe it's too weird for some people. I don't know. But it's a solid game. Let's see here. Uh, let's talk about some alphas real quick. Alpha time. So I have a handful here that, uh... Which I will not be participating because I still take a very staunch stance against <laughs> alphas in that I don't like them. Here's a couple I have my eye on that I have not played yet or bought. Um, Offworld Trading Company. I haven't no? seen it yet. Um, it is from the lead designer and a designer of Civ 3 and not lead... He's the lead designer of Civ 4 and he was a designer on Civ 3. Uh, but this is uh, an RTS where war is not the focus, and it's not like a Civ game. So it's a real-time so like, strategy where, like, trading and... Prestige is... What do you? What's the end game? The end game is to, like, have the most profitable business, I guess. Um, How and, do you know when you're done? Well, here's... I haven't bought it. Okay. I haven't played it. Uh the reason why is the last time I bought an early access RTS, those ones tend to be the ones that are the hardest to uh, really get a good feel for before they're done. I bought Planetary Annihilation, and then I didn't play it until it was finished again. Because I was like, all right, well, game's not... Like, an RTS is not really playable until all of it is there. done, and it's balanced. And it's, even ones that they've released, somewhat broken... They come back and patch it, and all you know have to fix in in huge ways, and say, okay, it's totally unbalanced. We just fixed it now. Planetary Annihilation so was one of the alphas. first, yeah, first big RTS alpha Kickstarter. It was kickstarted, and it was meant to be sort of like this bigger, expansive um, spiritual successor to Total Annihilation, which I thought was fucking awesome. Uh, Supreme yeah, Commander, that type of we vibe. We talked about it a little bit mm-hmm. when talking about Moonbase. We should go back to Total Annihilation. And play that again. Play it again? Yeah. Okay, I bet it holds up really it well. It does. It's I've played it within the last five years, and it's still really good. Uh, which is crazy that that is way more recent. Than 1997. How old, how old that game is, yeah. Um, so, Offworld Trading Company is a lot of uh, shady business stuff. Like, you can s- send spies over to your like company. Corporate espionage. Corporate, es- corporate level um, battles. But you're all these companies on Mars trying is it to... steampunky? Or, no, I mean not seem a cyberpunky. No, it's more like a like turn of you know what's the word for it when it's like the future, but it's not far off future like t- the world of tomorrow or near something the near future. Yeah, near future where it's the first companies that are setting up shop on Mars. Okay, um, it looks neat. 
Uh, and the other one... Just like Elon Musk. Did you see he's uh, he's going to be funding... Oh, he entered into... This is not game related. But he entered okay. into a venture with Google to where they're launching like a million little satellites. And when people asked him about it, he's like, Oh, yes, yeah, so I'm going to be using this project as a way to fund my uh, cities on Mars that I'm going to build. Oh. Because he's a Bond villain. <laughs> okay. Okay, anyway, sorry. Um, so that's Offworld Trading Company. Uh, the next... I am super excited. I just feel like it's too much money right now for us. I don't know. Maybe that's just me being a dick. Offworld, how much is it? No, it, Offworld's like $36. I'm talking about my next one. Oh, okay. My next one is Infinifactory, which is the new game from the dude who made Space Kim. Um, and it's kind of the same vibe, only it's 3D now, and you have to set up your uh, production... What's the word? Like your, your system to do this stuff. Almost exactly like Space Kim, but apparently this one is harder more complex 3d now and then there's like a weird story on top of it hmm. um like a portal type story uh like you're like aliens have you and they're having you run these things these factories for something i i don't know all right it's um for a puzzle game i think that might be the disconnect for me it's 25 dollars. when's the uh release date uh, projected let's, let's at see least what it says because that's what i care about yeah Six months after its first release. So six months after January. So June? It's a little while yet. Um, I'm looking forward to it because I fucking love Space Cam, but the only really um, continuous thing I've heard about Infinifactory is that it's fucking hard. So I thought Space Cam was hard, but hard enough where if you beat your head against it you feel really good when you fix it or figure it out yeah so i'm kind of scared about infinite factory and <laughs> i also tend to not really dig deep into puzzle games so 25 seemed a little steep for me but that could be just because i'm a cheap asshole as well um and i have one more that i've played a little bit uh and that's besieged have you seen any stuff for besieged nope holy shit this is gonna be the new like well, I don't want to say this big, but it's going to be like a Minecraft level of look at this thing I built because the focus isn't just aesthetic now. It's building giant siege weapons that you can actually control and do shit with. So let's look up BC. What's the art style? Is it not? It's 3D. It okay. Is it a Minecraft knockoff looking thing? No. Okay. That's good. It, it, all the parts are kind of predetermined. <sighs> Overwhelmingly positive with 3000 reviews. It's very good. So you have like, here is the wheel. So the wheel will move when you push up and down. And if you attach the wheel to a Ooh, a, looks really good. a pivoting thing, it'll allow you to steer. So like all the parts are predetermined and it's a grid-based building. And it's all siege weapons you're building? Yes. Oh, this looks really goddamn cool. So like, you know, you're kind of in this ethereal space. It's all like empty but then there's a town in front of you and then your objective is just like destroy murder them. or it's like kill all the people and you can kind of do whatever you want some of the gifts that i've seen come out of this are fucking incredible um <laughs> the, the, just in the trailer on steam the machines that they're showing are so crazy they're very like uh darwin or da vinci is what i mean da vinci sketchbooking type stuff but you know they I haven't dug super deep into it. It's very intuitive as far as a building thing goes. Because it's all segmented and part-based, you can't really fuck it up. You know what I mean? But this um, adds that level of bloodlust and violence that yeah, you always yeah. wanted from Minecraft. <laughs> um, let me look up this one GIF. Uh, Brian was the one that actually told me that 
it was actually doing well and people were playing it. Um, let me see if I can find this picture. Not Brian. Yeah. Well, I'll fill some space while you're uh, you. do- looking at this. Today I, I was looking um, for books and I saw a book that was amazing in that it was a ripoff of Minecraft and Diary of a Wimpy Kid. It was called like Diary of a Wimpy Steve colon a Minecraft novel. So it's like <laughs> if you took Diary of a Wimpy Kid and then he gets sucked into the Minecraft world and the guy's selling it on Amazon for like five bucks or something. That's the balls on that guy. Amazing. Whoever wrote that. Um, let me see if I can. I don't know. Uh, so, if you want to make stupid money for little effort, make some Minecraft knockoff. <laughs> I guess Microsoft's not interested in suing people yet. Weren't we talking about we were going to do that? Um, maybe. <laughs> we say a lot of things. We could fart that one out really quick. Yeah. All right. Here's the uh, the thing Brian showed me. Um, nope, it's not that one either. God damn it, Brian. Okay, so Brian ruins another podcast. I think we can all agree. <laughs> even not even here, he's been able to ruin this one. All right, which well, has ended. I'll, I'll, this day's over. I'll find it sometime, but uh, well, anyway, put it on the put it on the Twitter. The Twitter. Yeah, I don't know. Once I show you, I don't know if you'll want it on the Twitter. Whatever. Um, but yeah, besiege. It's only uh. What is it, $7? Check the Twitter. You'll see what Joey's been hyping up so hard. $7 for Besieged. Okay. But when's it coming out? Who cares? It's, not, it's awesome now. But it's not a, It's not done. They're going to take away my favorite feature. 1.5 to 2 years. Oh. You got a while. Oh, me. okay. I'll leave it on my wish list for 2 years. <laughs> Pretend like it doesn't exist. I... I think there's already a lot of game there, and it's pretty great. So Why would it take 2 years then? I don't know. Maybe they'd want to add a ton more. And it just was released in January 2015, so that means two years from now, not just like two years from a year ago. Right. I I don't know. <laughs> I'm not getting anywhere. I'll show it. I'll show it to you after this. I think you'll dig it. I, I'm sure I'll dig it. I mean, already it looks awesome. But, but like, what's what's the? Um, you don't think there's enough value proposition from the stuff you've seen for seven dollars? But that's not. It's not a value thing for me. I'm just worried that they'll change the game into a game that I don't want anymore. Oh. And I'll, I'll lose something that I, an experience that I, I liked. You don't think you'll get a $7 experience before that happens? It'll still be just too frustrating. If okay. Even if I do, and then they change it and turn it into something else, yep. I'll, you know, I'd be pissed. There's so much room for bait and switch with early access. Mm, that's so, fair. I don't know. Shall we go on to a, a marquee game? Uh, yeah, there was one thing that I wanted to bring up. I thought you'd be like, there's an alpha I want to talk about. No, there's not. Come on! Not. But, um... This, there's a, I just remembered it, and I've been meaning to talk about it for 12 episodes already. I don't <laughs> think we talked about it. Maybe we did. Mm-hmm. I just I, I went through some of the old games that I had downloaded on my computer, not through clients. Oh, okay. Just, you know, random things that I had floating around. And I started playing through the game Foiled again. Oh, Foiled's good. It's so good, and it deserves so much there's attention. A, oh, you've been playing it with people? Yeah, I've been oh, playing okay. it with people, and then just also just messing around. Um, just because I had forgotten about it. It's uh, Is it still free? Yeah, it's still free. Foiledgame.com or something like that, right? Um, I don't remember the website. It's been a while. I'm going to look that up so people can get it. It's a free couch multiplayer game. Uh, let's see. Foiled. It's, it, 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 it came out a while ago. I mean, maybe a year, two years ago? Yeah, foiledgame.com. F-O-I-L-E-D. It's on Steam Greenlight. So the reason I, I want to talk about it is to like, put some attention on this thing. Um, is it still on Greenlight? Oh, it has been Greenlight. Okay, cool. But yeah, it was posted 2013. Um, so is it... Are they charging for it then now? 
Uh... If you like games like Towerfall or Samurai Gun... It has a really weird setup. And it has like a... It's not on here yet. Goal-oriented, where it's not just kill the other guy. It's like get um, points, where you get them by going to these um, markers in the corners. And it's not just like back and forth um, fencing, because foiled is like talking about a foil, which is like a kind of fencing sword. It's uh, Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> You're little fencing guys. Yeah. Um, but you can also like do this crazy down stomp. A butt slam. Butt slam where you like really ram into the guy below you. It's it, Go on Greenlight. Just look at the video. You go to the website. You can download it for free. Yeah, or at zero least a beta for free. And it's solid and works with controller and it's free. So it's there's really, really no fun. reason not to play yeah, it. Yeah, it's really different from other couch multis, but very similar. Um, I mean, it's different in that you have to point oriented as opposed to like a kills a kill yeah it's you have the person's soul so it's it's almost like a weird um it looks like idarb almost where there's like a you carry a ball to your goal and if you get killed while you're carrying it then it pops out and the other person can grab it but it's i think the way that they call it it's grab the soul so and then the best part is after you get three points or whatever you need to win then you show up as like a giant version of yourself <laughs> and you get to wreck shop and just like taunt the other guy mercilessly yeah uh, it's great. I love foil. I yeah. haven't played it. So in a long I just time. wanted to mention that because yeah. I didn't know where to fit it, but it's not. Yeah, there's not much more to say about it. But check it out. Sure. Uh, first up, we're going to talk about 80 days. Uh, Ari has had more success in 80 days than I have. I have not talked to you about my experience in 80 days <laughs> since we have talked about it, uh, talked about playing it. Um, do you want to talk a little bit about what it is? Sure. 80 days is basically like a visual novel, a choose your own adventure, um, where the different stories develop as you play them. It's based on Jules Verne around the world in 80 days. You play, uh, a Frenchman, the, um, Passapol. Passapol. Is it, since you said it's a it's based on is all the steampunky shit in around the world in 80 days um you know i don't remember i read that book when i was like 11 or 12 because really there's remember. awesome shit in that it's it's not just steampunky it's like crazy automatons and yeah yeah it, it's so you have to get you play um the valet this french valet to Phileas. Fog, who's this like eccentric rich Brit guy who like I made a wager at the Adventurers Club and yeah. now Philly you come with me passport we must make it around the world and you're just like oh shit okay also he's a fuckhead he is a huge he doesn't dick. do anything well he does do something he criticizes you and yeah when you tells don't you when you don't fucking plan right or you pamper him enough anyway I'm getting he, ahead he's of very into civility and into like so if like these people are trying to murder you. He's still about like fair play. Yeah. He's like, no, we can't trick them. We must go at them immediately. And he's like, uh, sir, you're going to fucking get us murdered. Like, don't <laughs> do this. So, um, each, each step of the way you have to pick where the next desk, where the next city will be. There's like 168 cities. Jesus Christ. And, um, each city has different ways of getting there through transportation, but you can only go what's available that you learn through Intel, which you get by talking to people. 
Uh, also, certain things unlock uh, depending on what kind of um, adventures you had prior to that. Yeah. And there's markets. That's like how you kind of boost your money. Yeah, you can buy stuff in certain cities and sell it later. You can also go to the bank and pull out uh, Phineas's money. But then he's a huge dick about it, yeah, even though he it, has a ton of money. Is there is there no cap to that? It was it's just more Phileas, like Phileas, not Phineas. Oh, Phileas Fogg. Phileas Fogg. Is there any cap to his money you can withdraw? It takes time. So if you want, that's the only penalty. Uh, eventually, he goes. You know, I think we've taken out too much now. I don't want it, but I don't know if there's a hard and fast rule of when uh, that happens, or okay. if you just need to wait more time before you draw more. But I see. if you want like three thousand pounds, then you have to wait like a week. Yeah. Which, if you have 80 days a week, is it a huge drain. Yeah. Um, and there, but what Joey was mentioning is it's not just like boat, train. There's like dirigibles. And then there's also birds with giant cages on their back you can ride. Gigantic birds. Moving cities. There's Did you whole, go to the moving city? Mechanical horses. I haven't seen the movie. Holy city. fuck. That was exactly an idea um, that I was working on for that board game at first. Uh-huh. It was like these giant cities that would move around the world in order to stay in the right climates. But one of the cities you go to actually moves itself with giant legs. And there's a lady that lives there that lives in the underneath part where they have set up this like second or you know like a third world version of the fancy stuff up there so there's is it like morlocks no there's like i think they might be like half robotic (laughs) automaton people or something but it's like in the bowels of this giant moving city there's another city there it's just fucking awesome there's so much good writing there's like you take a carriage and the horses are mechanical horses that yeah there's no driver and no instruction they just know where to go Mm mm-hmm all kinds of weird storylines develop because, like I said, there's 160 something, maybe 170 different cities, and you so, can get there a bunch of different ways. Like it's not like this place only goes to this next one. It's like this one can go to eight different places if you talk to the right people or get the right intel or something. And different stories develop in different places, completely different stories. Like you saw that city. Yeah. Like at one point, I was kidnapped in Mexico by these nuns who were telling me that they believe that there's an automaton out there that has a soul. Oh, and they God. want me to hunt down and find this automaton with a soul and send word back to them. Like, holy shit. Crazy. Like, I'd be in another city, like Morocco or something like that, and like a civil war would erupt, and you would have to like pick political sides or just try to skirt between the rebels. And the, <laughs> yeah. And then like f- ferret your way out. Um, I joined this contingent of like Tibetan monks to make a missionary journey at one point like Mm -hmm. the way that the storylines develop are so different that every playthrough is like reading a completely different book how many times have you played through it i played through it three times oh wow yeah because each playtime is long yeah yeah the the first playtime i didn't know what i was doing and it took me um a while oh it took me 157 days to get around the world and then you probably got fired no, you just, he gets pissed at you, obviously. He's like, well, let's carry on then. It's been 80 <laughs> days, but let's make it back. And it's just like, basically, you lost the wager. Right. But this guy's so rich, it doesn't fucking matter. And you hate him anyway. <laughs> so you don't feel that bad. But I I am stuck in Panama City right now because of a tactical error I made. What which happened? was, I I had a really great market transactions like i bought this thing for 80 and held on to it for a couple trips and then got four thousand for it 
I was like, oh man, I just need to keep doing this. This is great. And they tell you which cities yeah, this is like, going to be more expensive in, so that kind of guides your... This will be really valuable in Pyongyang or something. Maybe I should stop by Mumbai. Yeah, yeah. So I bought this thing that was supposed to bring in 5000 It was the most I'd seen. Um, and I didn't know where it was. Oh, it, the city? Yeah. So it, it, I hadn't even heard it brought up in conversation, so it wasn't like marked on the map. And then I found it. But I skirted right underneath it. I couldn't, for the life of me, get someone to tell me how to get there. So I had this thing worth 5,000 pounds or whatever. And I'm right outside of the city, but I couldn't backtrack to go to it. And so I... Yeah, because you can't go backwards from a city you just went to. Yeah. Once you go through a city, that's it. I... I... uh, I started taking like the longest routes that didn't have like layovers or stops and <laughs> I ended up in Panama City um and now my they won't let me use the bank because I am not a native and I don't have enough money to leave Panama City so that's where I am right now <laughs> I'm like just across the ocean my I it's like two flights and then I'm back. Yeah, but those flights are like 10,000 pounds. Yes. They're really, really expensive. Yes. You can't, I, usually you can't just fly straight. I didn't know that the the trips were going to get that expensive. Yeah. So I, I'm two flights away. I'm only on day like 56. So I was going to make it in plenty of time. And I just can't leave there now. Unless I start, I had to start going south through South well, America. Did, like what you learn is when you're playing it. As soon as you hit a an obstacle, you have to change your gameplay like immediately. Like you had this plan, you have to stick to it. But yeah. as soon as a little hit shreds, you're like, okay, now I have to go completely the other direction. Even if I'm going south instead of east and west, you just have to go okay. because the more time you waste, the worse it gets, and it compounds <laughs> like that. Yeah. The uh, the adventures that you have as Passapartout or Passapartout. I assume Passapart he's French, two? so it's got to be Passapart like Passapont or something like that. I don't know. Passapart. Anyways, Passapart. as P-Dog. Yeah. Um, you can like, like I played some playthroughs where I was like riding the roof of uh, airships, like, or I had to like jump up on the wing of a, a biplane to like throw a cord onto another one. Like you, you can oh, have shit. these like really action adventure <laughs> <laughs> like even though you're this boring valet like you have these crazy romances or like the stories get really involved and really develop that's awesome um i don't know if we mentioned this is an ios and android game ios and android we didn't you're right um yeah. it, which is perfect for this because mm-hmm. it's and a great game to pull up put away come back to pull up you don't you know it's not constant action and it's a lot of writing which i don't know if we have also said that the way that this is mostly coming across is in a sort of interactive novel. But that, it's beautiful still. Yeah, no, the presentation of this is fucking great. Uh, Inkle also did Sorcery. Have you ever seen Sorcery? The Stephen Jackson? Yes. Yeah. Also very, very cool. Like, they are taking the game book interactive fiction thing to, like, a crazy different level. They're really, really talented at making these interesting. Yeah. Uh, not just, like, scrolling text. And the the writer, which um, it was her, one lady who her wrote name all this is stuff. Meg Janeth. Janeth, yeah. Um, she's written a couple other things, but not an extensive history. She's she must have spent so much time because there's so much. There's so much fucking writing content. in this, yeah. And 
like I said, the every time that I played this, even the t- first time when I lost, the gameplays were extremely interesting, extremely different from the last gameplay, and it was like reading a new book that was really awesome and weird. Yeah, and you get to kind of have some onus as to how it develops and stuff like that. Yeah, so if you're more interested in like one sort of thing or another sort of thing, you can totally guide the story to be more like a romance or more like an adventure or more like a, a mystery or there's there's Monsieur so Fogg, much here. you look tense Monsieur, come here you look so tense <laughs> let me give you a back massage I got this oil from Mumbai Monsieur <laughs> it's called jerk off oil <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce that in English but <laughs> it must be an Indian word yeah jerk off jerk off I don't know <laughs> Monsieur relax your soldiers <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's how French people sound. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, a it's a a high recommend. Yeah, it's very it's what five dollars if you have and it works on phones. Yeah, I and played it tablets. on a tablet. Yeah, me too. But I I do have it installed on my phone, so I know it works on it. It's not like a tablet only thing. No, it's not. Um, but it's very great. Uh, I love Inkle and what they're doing. There's a couple others that are also kind of in this uh, game book resurgence. Um, I'm ha- I'm blanking on the other one. Do you remember what the game was? So the the Samogo people, like the Device Six and Yearwalk people, do a lot of like text based games. Uh, and then there's Tin Man. Their shit is more like straight up. This is a digital game book, and they is don't. Is it still choose your own adventure? Yeah, but it, you have like a character sheet that you can lose points, and so oh. you can die and have to start over. Um, 80 days just seems more of like how you get to the end. It's You will get to the end. just depends on how but you do it. It still feels like a, a game. 80 days like almost gave me... Uh, like I started feeling panic attack. Tense, yeah. Because yeah, it's... The, oh, my last playthrough, and I sent you... You sent me the picture. The playthrough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I made it back to London on the 79th day with three hours to spare. And that shit ticks by fast. It was insanely tense. The last... <laughs> because I was like... I was a week away, and I was in like way the way far out. I don't remember where I was, but I was like, "Shit, I gotta move it now." And my money was dwindling down, and then all the flights were more and more expensive. And I just happened to skirt by through Lisbon up to England. Like, oh I'd, man, I found all these direct flights straight from like New York to London mm-hmm. or like Louisiana, London, and I couldn't couldn't do afford any them. Of them. Um, and they were just not practical for how to get to those places to then get around and. I went through this crazy convoluted trip where I just happened to make it with three hours and it was intense. And I had to like push bribe people to like push their vehicles faster to the point. It's like, this is an experimental boat. We don't know what'll happen. It could explode. (laughs) I was like, we have two days to get there. I don't care. Let's just do this. And I'd throw all my money at them and like, all right, sir, we'll see. We'll either make it or die. It, worth it yeah totally worth it oh that's that's like the best way for that to end too uh, it was so tense and then when we got there the guy was just like you know so nonchalant about winning i was like flipping out and like <laughs> and this asshole phileas was just like oh bravo i knew we'd do this i i i knew i had it in me the whole time it's like you didn't do you didn't fuck. fucking you didn't do dick yeah you son of a bitch all you do is complain if i don't brush your hair enough but i was so excited that i i sent it lets you share the ending i sent it sent it to joan i was like oh god i didn't understand like the i was just like victory i'm like okay already already did it 
And then you like like no, look at the times and everything. Like oh shit! <laughs> it was an awesome playthrough. Yeah, that sounds great. That's the way to that that should end. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I dig it a lot. Also, I think we may have brought this up on another show, but just to reiterate, inklestudios.com slash inklewriter lets you put together an interactive choose your own adventure story, which I believe they use as their way to set up these things as well and then they put you know the graphic treatments on top of it awesome of them to release it but yeah completely free um i don't know how if you can like what the output stuff is like Um, what kind of format yeah you just sign up so that you have an account that you can save to and then i think it's all in browser yes yeah there's nothing downloading yeah and then you can i think share a link to your file on inklewriter's site so I don't know if there's a way to get it out of there or not. I haven't messed with it in a while. Uh, it is now in beta. Yeah, because it'd be kind of frustrating if the only way to distribute this was through Inkle's site. But I could see to them, from their point of view, that would be a good business decision. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe the other part is it allows you to um, set something up and then you can take that into something else if you need to. Because um, there, you know, there are a couple other ways you could write this kind of story but this is just a way that's very clear and it's like hey you have a broken link here where does this go if you click it and i don't know it's very slick so check out the inkle writer if you write an interactive story send it to us and we'll play it um <laughs> yeah we'll add that to the list of things that we might make eventually yeah an inkle story yeah an yeah, inkle yeah. Story. that would be horrific i don't know if we should do that it doesn't have to be long we can make like a two minute one no i know we could but I'm just saying, odds are it'll get gross oh, or it'll horrific get gross. Oh, real fast. Oh, yeah. Horrific in the sense of content horrific. Yes. Not like it's just such a disaster made that it's No, horrific. no, 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 no. Yeah, no, no, no. It'll be like how to rescue, uh, I don't know. Say something horrific. Come on. Uh, I was going to say a Micro Machines car out of someone's ass or something. <laughs> Weird. That's where you went first. <laughs> like something like really bad like that. Yeah. Uh, I like it a lot. I like 80 Days a lot. Uh, check out Sorcery. There's Sorcery 1 and Sorcery 2. Uh, which is based on... Have an, you ever looked at the books, the Steve Jackson... The real ones? Yeah, yeah. The yeah. Real, is it interesting? What is it just more like D&D? I never Half had Rider? any game books growing up. It's sort of like the middle ground between Choose Your Own Adventure and D&D, where you have uh, a game system and rules and a character sheet, and then there's dice rolling mechanics inside the Choose Your Own Adventure... So you can lose gold, you can spend gold, you can get... So there's no DM, it's just the dice is the randomness? The, the dice is the randomness, the and it's like, yeah, the book tells you what you're fighting, how many hit points it has, how much it hits you, and stuff like that. So, you know, you can lose the book, and then you start over. It's almost more game than it is RP, like a pen and paper RPG. Yes. It's more mechanic-y. So they, I mean, That's, 80 Days yeah. is a modern yeah. um, version of that. Because essentially what makes it different from a choose-your-own-adventure is some sort of variable, which is, in 80 Days' case, the time or the money. And then in Sorcery, it's you have, you know, gold and you have HP. It's But it's the same thing. It's reading lots of stories, deciding where you want to go. Uh, how does that affect your character? I just think in Sorcery, there is like a, you can die yeah. or something like that. Um, but it all is very... You might be able to die in this, too. I don't know. It gets tense sometimes. I haven't experienced it yet. Yeah, I have not died, and I I feel like I threw myself into some hairy situations a couple times just to see, because, like, well, that's the fastest way. Fuck you. I'm going to go that way. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they're they doing really awesome stuff, and I hope they make 
a decent chunk of money on it because I have not heard of a single person who's played 80 Days that didn't think it was awesome. Yeah. Uh, but just talking to somebody, it's like you, you just have to play it. Like, yeah, just trust text, me. Text, choose your own adventure. Yeah. Sounds really boring. And it sounds... And there's just so many interf- so many games where the interface is really boring. You know, where it's almost like a mud or yeah, uh, yeah, like yeah. a zork or something like that. But this game is really beautiful. Like, the way you circumnavigate the world... And the way each city looks and the way the people look, they did a really great job with uh, design and art style. Yeah. Uh, And it's, they get more credit, I think, in 80 Days than they do in Sorcery, because I think a lot of the Sorcery stuff came back from the fact that it was a printed book before. Uh, Not, Not totally original. Exactly. So, I, you know, it has a lot of that great 70s era fantasy art, which I think just looks rad. Like, from that DCC RPG thing, uh, Dungeon Crawl Classics, it's just this really old style of um, black and white fantasy art that doesn't look slick or doesn't look like, you know, modern World of Warcraft fantasy, just something old about it. Um, but yeah, check out 80 Days. So, apparently, also, the game has several secrets, Easter eggs, hidden endings, with the rarest having only been seen by three people. 80 Days? Yeah fuck so there's a lot in there yeah i'm I'm glad to hear you say that you've played multiple times and that it feels different every time because i kind of wondered uh you know in the long travels where you you're essentially just trying to find new routes if that started getting old or something i was excited to play it again it wasn't like oh i have to play this again so i really understand it before we talk about it yeah it was like i finished and then I let a little bit of time and then it just drew me back and I, was okay. like, oh, I got to play it again. First it was like, oh, I got to beat it. And then I did. And then I was like, oh, I want to play it again. There's um, just so many choices that I started to feel overwhelmed and I'm like, I don't know. I'm going to fucking do this. Like I don't, I feel like I don't understand the money enough. And then like by the time I hit Asia or something, which was maybe like 20 turns in or something, I was like, I'm starting to, you start to kind of get the vibe of it and just getting to a world or a different city and seeing what that city is like in this place was cool. Like I said, the fucking walking city was amazing. And I had no idea that that was just going to happen. And you didn't even see it. I didn't even see it. No, there's, there's so many variables and so many ways you can do it. It's also, I love like I'm, I'm a geography nerd. Oh, okay. To where I like that a lot. <laughs> I you don't know, know where half like, these places oh, are. Oh, <laughs> I can visit Azerbaijan and Zibaku. Like, <laughs> you know, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, that was very cool because the cities are not just like Karachi or like Mumbai or cities that you've heard of. And like, you know, it's, it's, it's like, oh, you can go from Porto Prince and Porto Nuevo, you know, and it's like more interesting, uh, weirder, small cities that actually exist. Mm-hmm. You know, which is a cool thing, too. Yeah, very good. I like it a lot. Um, Should we do one more quick one before we go? Yeah, let's do another one. What do you got? I got Alien Frontiers, also on iPad, but also a uh, physical board game for you crazy kids out there for your borders as we like to call them mm-hmm. <laughs> do we mm-hmm. we, we like a lot of things we haven't talked about a board game for a couple episodes so i'm i've had alien frontiers on my ipad for a while um just got a new ipad reinstalled it 
and I hadn't played it for my previous one, so it was just one of those things where, oh, it's a, a recognizable board game. I'm going to get this, and then I just never played it because I had to learn it. Uh, and then I finally did, and it's become uh, one of those things where I'll play like a game a night. Uh, how long is the gameplay? Uh, it's pretty quick because essentially what it is is you're rolling dice, which are your ships, and then based on those numbers, you assign the dice to spots on the board to do things for you. Do you actually see the dice in the... The iOS version? I, I mean, it's like it. little icons in the bottom right corner that roll. Um, here, I can pull up. A, so it is. You do see them. Yeah. It's not like they hide the they hide the under the hood stuff. Let's see. Alien. I don't. Yeah. I don't even think it exists on um, on Android. But it is a, a digital implementation of an actual board game. Um, so the phrase worker placement, I feel like that's kind of a common thing, but if not, essentially you have pawns that um, uh, are workers. You can assign to spots on the board that do different, different things tracks, for you. Usually, yeah. So, it, uh, or like if you, it was a real time strategy is co- probably the closest equivalent where you're dedicating certain resources to harvest certain things, and by sending it over to one place, you're not able to use it to harvest something different over here. It's the exact same idea, but it's you're using physical pawns to put on those spaces. So the the cool thing about Alien Frontiers is all the artwork is like 1950s sci-fi, which I really like. Like um, Mars Attacks? Yeah, like that kind of old spaceman Pulpy, with the dome very, over their head and yeah. stuff like Oops. So with the dome over their head. But the bulk of the game is super simple, but in, a, in not a way that makes it feel like they left shit out. So you're, there's all these stations that orbit a planet that have different things that they can do, and each of them have different requirements for your dice. Like this one, you can only put doubles down. This one, you have to have three numbers that are the same of any kind. This one, every dice you place on the track has to be greater than or equal to the one before it. So you're, you're racing to use those spots, and then when your turn is over, they stay on the board to essentially block spots from your opponent. Um... So it's, it looks like this solved uh, the basic problem with most electronic dice games, which is where you just don't feel like you're doing enough. Because yes. physically, when you roll dice, you're at least rolling them, even if the game is really stupid, like a Candyland or something. <laughs> yeah. You're at least physically rolling the dice, and so you get that tactile experience. When you play them on electronically on game systems, when it just, like, you push the dice button and it goes... Yeah, and you have your dice, and then your dice moves. You realize how <laughs> simple and stupid, and it can take away. But it, since this, the the gameplay is not the rolling; it's the strategy. Mm-hmm. It seems, and it, it's what I like about uh, the dice version of a worker placement thing, which I I tend to shy away from dice in games because I don't like the randomness. I like being able to. Well, think- that's just not even just in in online game that's in every game in every game yeah, yeah. board games that are too dice heavy you get Candyland. yeah or you know or you, you just don't have you, it's luck it's the difference between luck and the difference between uh strategy or whatever this the version they're showing right here with the new new things is the little player icons now are those little dome things which makes it look like an actual little colony under a bubble or whatever yeah that's awesome um, but I just bought the board game because of the iPad game. And normally what tends to happen is if I get an iPad version of a game that I have, I tend to hardly ever play the board game version of it anymore because why would I play that? When it's set up for you and easy. When when I could play it on iPad anytime and I have all these other ones that I never get to play. Yeah. So this is the first 
uh, digital version of a board game that I've played that made me go buy the real one. And you've been playing it as I, opposed to I playing I just got it yesterday. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I also got two expansions. So who knows? For it. it might stick. It might be the same. You might never play this one. <laughs> well, I plan on playing this today after we're done recording. Okay, so you might play it once. Yeah, at least once. Um, but I think it's really cool. And what I like about the dice workers is that yes, that those are random. But what it does is it forces you to react to your situation for that turn. Yeah, so, I like games like that too because it doesn't give you paralysis where you're sitting there on during other people's turns trying to figure yeah, out yeah, yeah. you know all the million different ways you can you can move here it's it avoids a process because you can't decide what you're going to do till it's your turn and then you have to figure out quick because other people are waiting well and other people are already on the board so all right i i rolled doubles but there's someone sitting on the double space and there's only one set of doubles that can be there uh but it's just a really cool like medium strategy great theme to it um how old is the game the game was one of the first really big board games on kickstarter uh, oh it's kickstarted yeah the initial one and now it has been reprinted for the fourth edition by game salute but what? i mean the ipad version um a couple years i feel okay um i've had it for a while uh there is no in-game tutorial i don't think so i i basically just fired it up and then is it only against computer? Or a little is there, closer. Is, there, is it only against a computer, or is there multiplayer? Um, I'm not 100% sure. I feel like you can add a pass-and-play thing, because it's not like you have cards that are hidden or yeah. anything. Fourth edition has just came out, and they added like new components and shit. But uh, from what I gather, it's kind of had a weird trajectory of being kind of this underdoggy game that kept bouncing from publisher to publisher, but people really like it, and every version gets better, and... Suddenly there was an iOS version, and then Game Salute did the most recent Kickstarter for a fourth edition printing where they added better components, and now there's expansions for it coming out, which is, I think that's one of the bigger reasons that I bought it, is I wanted to be able to play the new stuff that's not an iPad. So one of the expansions is called Factions, which gives people specific powers for just them, uh, and the other one adds, um, they call it the Outer Belt, which is this asteroid belt floating by you that has asteroids that um, you can essentially dock onto and do things on, but they get more expensive or more cheap the longer they're on the board. So they become another space where you can commit dice. Are the aliens metaphors? There are, from what I can gather, no aliens. <laughs> okay, they have, so it's just the frontiers that are alien to people. Yes, there's, there's okay. alien artifact cards that allow you to do specific things. There's only two resources in the game, which is like energy and ore. And essentially those things you can use in various ways to change numbers on your dice if you want to with your cards. Energy or and lube. And lube. Energy does stuff. Lube doesn't really do anything in the game. They just have it as a yeah. resource. You can just harvest it. You get it. It doesn't do anything. Do nothing. <laughs> but you can say, I have the most lube barrels. So again, sorry that this is a sort of iPad ios centric thing but check out alien frontiers the board game which i believe is 60 bucks i'll uh, check out the board game because i have no apple products okay well then you can play my board game <laughs> in 10 minutes all right um but i i highly recommend it it's a great um uh, i wouldn't say entry level but great way to see kind of what else is out there board game wise if you're not a really big board game person uh we've talked a little bit about our and you don't even need friends with this type, with the iPad version. With the iPad, yeah. 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 But uh, I like it a lot. Do you uh, you want to give out a game? Oh, fuck. Should we get out a, give we out should, a game? We should give one out. 
Um, mm. I think we have a couple that have actual Steam codes now. Um, I, I added a couple. Oh, in our in our file? Yeah, I think so. Oh, okay. So we don't even have to do contest, <laughs> which we'll forget and then never give to people. Follow up on. Yeah. Nah, we give people stuff all the time. Yeah, we do. We do. Oh wait, I went to emails. Emails. That's not the right spot. Hang uh, on. So what have you been playing recently? Um, a couple things that I haven't talked about yet. Um, uh, I bought. Oh, I was I was thinking of asking you while you were looking for the keys as to fill time. Okay, yeah, I bought I bought Grim Fandango and I haven't played it yet. Me too. You haven't played it? No, I haven't played it. I'm scared to. Why? It's I feel like I'm not going to like it. Ah. Ah. <laughs> no, it's awesome. And, and I've I've kind of gathered that as well. Uh, Justin McElroy was on Idle Thumbs, and he talked about it coming from the, the angle that he'd never played the original. So he was just looking he was just at it. He fresh at it. Yeah, he's like, this is a... First of all, how the fuck did he miss it? I don't know. Yeah. Today's version of coming straight to Grim Fandango without having that nostalgia for it. Yeah. He gave it a seven. That's good. Yeah, out of ten for an adventure game. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. That's or a pass. I guess I guess the way Polygon does it is they. That's a pass, man. They don't put uh, numbers on it. People they crowdsource the number based on what the review is or something. Oh, they say, "What do you think this guy liked? Like, what number would you ascribe to this guy's review?" Yeah, something like that. Okay, um, but yeah, seven. And he said, "There's parts of it that are great. The world is still amazing, but." the fifth fucking time I have to go back run over this bridge, I'm over it. And it, he said, it's games like Grim Fandango that killed adventure games. Ah, uh, he's, he, nah. He, but I, I, at first I was like, whoa, that's a statement, but it makes sense. It does. Because that's essential at, to adventure games is you retread old path. At a certain point, no one is going to be willing to do that anymore. And I'll do it. Jim. And they, I'll do it. The puzzles, I feel like, um, we talked about it a little bit, and I have no mouth and I'm a scream, but it's like, how would I ever fucking know to do that? Yes. There, there's always, in adventure games, Especially in like Tim that. Schafer games. Tim, because Tim thinks in, like, a slightly different way, where yeah. when, when you kind of get a feeling for, okay, what would Tim find funny or find weird? <laughs> yeah. Which is, like, kind of a weird thing that you have to get inside somebody else's head just to play their games, but... Things I, do have an internal logic to them. I, once you played a few uh, of them, I remember playing that, and I, it was one of the first games I used the internet to look up and figure out what to do. And it was like I had no fucking idea. Hours I spent trying to figure out. You know, I think it was what he was talking about. It was something about those fire dogs, and they were under a bridge, and you had to do something to get them to leave. Yeah, and I could not figure it out. This was after I figured out that you were supposed to put balloons in a balloons in a bowl and then put bird seed on top of them. So when the birds eat the bird seed, the balloon pops and it scares them and makes them leave. Isn't that obvious? <laughs> no. All right. Well, I think a seven still. still it's hopeful. I mean, yeah. yeah. I don't think you'll hate it. No, no, no. I, I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing that character again because I, I really liked it. Claudius, man. Glottis. My man Glottis. And it's, I mean, it's still, like when we went to Mexico recently, yeah. that's still why I love the Day of the Dead shit. Yeah. I even suffered through Book of Life. Which is for it. <laughs> so terrible, but it's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Holy God. They play Mumford and Sons in a mariachi version of that movie. Ugh. Out. Gross. Out. Uh, let's give away 
I, I don't even know what it is. What's Nil Nilumbra? Nilumbra. Nilumbra. Um, okay. You must have just think, put that on there. Yeah, I, I, I put a couple. Um, I don't know. Uh, so if I had to guess what Nihilumbro is, mm-hmm. um, it would be uh, some sorcerer game okay. where you're. It's, so it's a magic fantasy thing. Okay. Um, I'm gonna say sci-fi future. Okay. okay. Uh, um I think. I don't even. I, I don't even know this. The name is so vague that it it really doesn't give me anything. I don't know. Sci-fi future. That's what I'm thinking. What we got? Okay. Well, all I can give you is a theme is a world. I think it's fantasy, but I don't know. Oh, we were way off, both of us. Oh, I don't know on this. Oh no. Uh oh, Joe, are you gonna steal the game? No. It's very positive. Came out in two. Discover the beautiful world of Nihilumbra. Enjoying born or bomb. 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 On his adventure to find himself, whilst trying to escape from his inevitable curse. All I saw is nihilist and penumbra, but I don't think those words are involved. This looks really neat. Yeah. I I will never play it. 75 on Metacritic. Came out only a year, more than a year and a half. (laughs) It's a week-long deal for $1.99 right now, but it's normally 8 bucks. Yeah. So, that's pretty... It was greenlit. Um... Mm -hmm. I, what is the gameplay? Is it you're just rolling along? Is there puzzles? Uh, Side I don't scroller? Know. Well, well let, anyways, well, let the us person know. who's reviewing this when they take this code. Art looks cool. Yeah, very and purple, I, black, and white uh, color scheme. And I could take it from you all right now, but I won't because I don't have it. Joe is shaking as he says that. Yes, because he can't give away games he doesn't own. I can't, but yeah. I will because I want someone to play and review. Um, see if you're faster than James Guile. Uh, C-D-W-P-E-Q-2-J-I-9-2-C-L-2-J. That's pronounced could whoop could to j 9 to cla Yes. To pronounce it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, I'm going to delete that before we give it away twice. <laughs> yeah. Also, I think we gave away Ether Lords too, already. I thought we did, too. Yeah. So you should get rid of that. And Sonic All-Star Racing Transformer. I have to give him that link still. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. All right. Well, uh, I think that's a show. That's An iPad-heavy show, but a show. It's a wrap. Uh, thank you guys for listening. You can write us, waspod at gmail.com. You can email us. All right, I already said that. You can twit at us, waspod. Tweet at us, at waspod. Joey and I both look at it, so yeah. they'll get responses from we'll, one or we'll both We'll post some some stuff on there every once in a while. Yeah, I, I add maybe once every couple days or once a week. Yeah. I, you you definitely slow, do more than I do, because when I open up my Twitter profile, there's like 20 accounts now. <laughs> I'm just <laughs> like, I don't know what one to use. <laughs> and uh, you can go to our Steam page, which is uh, our, our Steam group. group. Yeah. Uh, Waspod group. Do you have anything to bring up from there? No, nothing. Not much activity. Oh, come on, um, guys. Shadow X. I, once in a while, I'll, I'll have You guys have a to, little little thing going? Yeah, talk about something, but um, not much. Well, we haven't done a stream in a while, but when we do, we'll put them there and on the Twitter. Um, we'll twat it. We'll, we'll twatch. Um, I have. Uh, I, I think we talked about this last time, but I'm going to add a couple more games to our curator. Oh, yeah. I need a, I'm going to start doing that, too. Uh, our recommendations. So it's, we're not going to be able to talk about every game on the show, obviously, and some of them are probably irrelevant at this point. Like, we're not going to do a, a, a Papers, Please show. But 
I'm going to throw stuff up on the curator. There's another thing for you to check out. You can on just follow it and it'll yeah, update yeah, yeah. itself. So uh, Ari and Io can add stuff to that. Yeah, I'm DYBNO and Joey's Clockface, C-L-O-C-K-F-A-C. Should we sign the the recommendations like so we know who added them? Sure. I mean, sure. Yeah, I feel like we're pretty similar on some stuff, some aside stuff. from like Dominique Pamplemousse. Yeah, or Adventure Games. Or Adventure Games. So, you know, there's a couple that... You'll probably like. be able to tell. Yeah. If something's like super horry gory, it's most likely going to be Joey and not me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I haven't really added a lot of horror or gore to this. It's mostly Hotline Miami is about it. But when it comes up, when it comes up, I, I wouldn't call Hotline horror. No, but gory. Oh yeah, for sure. Gory. So, um, yeah. Also, uh, I'll put some of the alphas on there too. Okay. Just to spite you. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> but I'll sign them. I'll I'll go back and add. So yeah, Steam Group. Tweet, Wazpod, that's uh, get in touch with us. Yeah. Um, us you can also add yours to the other person's if you also co-sign. You know oh, I, nice. Okay. I, I'm just saying you like edit the description and just put, you know. I agree also. Dibno and <laughs> slash clock face or whatever. So you double, can, double vetted. If there's someone, yeah, you, you tend to identify the taste with more than that way you'll know. So I think that's it, right? Yeah, that's a, that's a wrap. Yeah. So sign us out. Uh, uh, folks, sometimes, uh, sometimes you eat the bar and, uh, sometimes the bar eats you. Have a good one. See you next time. <laughs> <laughs>